It's a radio show, Phil. <laughs> Welcome to Trust the Due Process podcast, where we update you on the biggest happenings all NBA courtside and courtroom. I'm your host, Jordan Bible, along with my backcourt coast and opposing counsel, Sean Ramey. There Hello. it is. I was waiting for it. <laughs> good so, awkward pause. This yes. Is the pod. We always love a good awkward pause. Um, I know... Th- it's only been a week since we've recorded, but it has felt like the longest week, maybe because finals are coming up. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, or maybe it just was the longest week with the hour change. I don't know. Um, maybe a combination of both. But um, this week was the week I was able to watch the most games, which is good. Um, maybe not good for my GPA. We'll see once finals come out. But, uh, hey, you know what? You got to live and let learn. Um so, did you want to start off first, Sean, with a with a team? Jump yeah. right into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pr- crush out some some takes on teams about this past week. Uh, I'd like to start with the Atlanta Hawks. Um, they aren't uh, offensively as efficient as they were last year. However, they they're a lot better on defense. Um, and right now, um, honestly, I don't think they're being talked about a lot from from the media standpoint and from like the podcasting world standpoint. Um, but I am really optimistic about it. I think that um, DeJounte Murray, uh, I think he's he's slotted in um, really, really well. I think that uh, the woes of Trey Young uh, I think he will figure it out. Trey Young is one of the best offensive talents in the league. You go in this cat. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> Come on. Uh, Oscar, wow. Special guest Oscar. Special yeah. guest Oscar. Um, <laughs> guess we could probably cut that out. Yeah, we'll. Uh, yeah, I think I think Trey will figure it out. He's so gifted talent. Like he's so gifted regarding awareness of other players on the offensive end. He's so aware of what his teammates can and can't do. He's so um I mean his shot will come. They'll yeah. be they'll be he's a streaky shooter. Uh he's a volume shooter, but he I mean he's really, really good at what he does. Yeah. Um I mean he is um he's forty one um percent um field goals, his um yeah, he's he's doing he's not bad. He's thirty seven percent, almost thirty eighth when it round up um for three points. That's not bad. So I mean that's not you know, bad. I think I think it'll get better. I, I like how DeJounte Murray shot has been pretty seamless, honestly. I love his his mid range. I'm a big proponent of the mid range game. I don't think it's dead. Uh it's it's pretty much just found with the stars at this point in the NBA. Because um, the other, you know, role players are kind of expected to do that, like yeah. what's most efficient statistically, and that's like three pointers or, or layups or dunks well, or shots at the basket. I, I I like this roster too. I mean, looking at just the names like mm-hmm. you know, Jonathan Murray, Trey Young, John Collins, DeAndre Hunter, Clint Capella. I mean, they 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 have some good depth. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially compared to other teams, that I'm sure we'll get to. That are just yeah, I think struggling. I think Clint Capella's days might be numbered. I think he mm-hmm. might be looking at more of a bench role. Yeah, for sure. Um, um, but he's like still, there are a lot of teams who could use 
Yeah, they can people trade like him, him to, because um, they still have Bogdanovich as <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so I, I would just the 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 takeaway for me with Atlanta is like people are saying you know offensively they're not great. Trey Young's been a little bit disappointing, um, but I think Trey will figure it out, and I think this will be a very dangerous team come playoff time. Yeah, I mean they are fourth in the East right now. I mean, mm-hmm. so well, like you're saying, like they're not terrible. They're not exactly lighting everything on fire every night, but the you know don't don't sleep on them. Yeah, because I mean they might figure it out and they might just you know know that stuff. Yes, I will move on to. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, so I just want to talk about um, the Lakers because we have to. Oh um, yeah, who who isn't talking about the the NBA's golden child? Yep, um, still. Only went, still have only won two games. Um, they don't look great because LeBron is injured. I don't know the extent of that. I don't know if they're... Also, they're, LeBron's playing terrible. He's, yeah, that's true. he's not a top five player in the league right now. So people are saying how great he is. They need to be like... Be like... Be able to hold him to his standard. Don't just assume what he's doing is fantastic just because of his name. Exactly. I like how on... Um, NBA's official website, they have the LeBron tracker. Have you seen that? No. Where they're they're tracking to see... His points for it, all time. Yeah, exactly. Um, it hasn't really moved a lot. I think they expected it to move a lot this season. I mean, they have a whole page for it, but um, it hasn't moved. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, something needs to happen. I know they don't have their first-round pick. Yeah, it uh, goes to New Orleans. goes to New Orleans. So, right now, New Orleans is in the race. For uh, the first pick, Wimbenyama, which is awesome, I love which that. is great for the the, the Pelicans. Uh, maybe they'll. Uh, I also want to talk about the Pelicans, so maybe we can switch over. Yeah, to them exactly. Once you're done with the Lakers, um, yeah, I just, I mean, they're not. The Lakers are just not fun to talk about. To be honest, I just, I get sad when I think about them. <laughs> and I'm, no, I'm, I'm also not even a Lakers fan. And I mean, like, like that's weird. All of a sudden, Russ goes to the bench, plays really, really well. And now it's AD's fault. Mm-hmm. Now it's, oh, can we trade AD? It's just like I, the mentality of the Lakers. It just, it, the, the blame game is so disgusting. And like, honestly, being a Miami Heat fan, having LeBron on the Heat for so long, LeBron mm-hmm. is a blame. He, he, the aura is always point at someone other than LeBron. Right. Like it just, it's, it's follows him wherever he goes. It does. It does. He, he burns out locker rooms. Yep. I mean, I think, it's happened everywhere he's gone. I think that's why he keeps moving. He burns out organizations. And it's because, I mean, I don't know what it is, but like, he's definitely paved the way about power, about player empowerment, yeah. and about players having a huge say, almost equal say as like a GM. Yeah. I, I heard LeBron actually, he, he told the front office that they should bench Russ. That was his idea, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. Of course. Yeah. 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 It was his idea. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's people are roasting him right now. I love. It. I've, I've seen some pretty terrible ones that we can't low, repeat online. <laughs> low key pathological, uh, but he deserves it, so it's fine. Yeah, he's plenty rich. <laughs> so the Pelicans, mm-hmm. the the current holders mm-hmm. of the Lakers first round pick, which I mean they're happy with how things are going. So oh yeah. Um, my quick takeaway is. One Ingram is is a twig, but honestly, I think he's gained a little bit of muscle. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that's just because he wears t shirt t shirts under his jerseys now. But like, 
he was all time skinny when he came into the league. And it, it, I honestly think he's gained a little bit of muscle. Um, but he has gotten so much better. He he could score coming into the league. And his later years with the Lakers and his first couple years with New Orleans, mm-hmm. he was putting up buckets. Yep. But now he's kind of figured out how to put up timely buckets. Like, scoring that matters. Um, <laughs> and uh, I think he's really showing that. He's he's really going to his, his mid-range pull-up game, which I really, really like. Once mm-hmm. again, I really like the mid-range pull-up game. And it can really take a star to an elite elite player having that pull up. I mean, all the greatest players regarding uh, offensive abilities have that mid range pull up. Even Trey Young and Curry, mm-hmm. even Damian Lillard, who are extremely three point orientated, yep. they have that. Curry every every now and then, and Trey every now and then can go to that mid range jumper with reliability. And Ingram's really shown that. And with his length, it is so nice. I mean, his. I'm looking at his career stats. His field goal percentage, um, it, it it's just gone up and up every year. I mean, there, he had this standout year with LA. His last year in LA, mm-hmm. when he was shooting 49. percent I mean, he's at 48 right now, which is not bad. Um, you know, I mean, it was only nine games, but I mean, he's doing really good. Also, according to uh, Basketball Reference, he weighs 190 pounds. That's wild. I'm not sure how up to date that is. His nicknames are Slenderman, Tiny Dog, Humble Beast, and Kingram. Kingram. Uh, Kingram. Um, Humble I like, Dog. I like, yeah, I like a Tiny Dog as, as well. It's oh, Tiny Dog. Tiny Dog and Slenderman. Humble Beast. Humble Beast. Okay, I haven't heard that one. Um, a, couple other, a couple other things is I just like New Orleans. I think they're a fun team. They're well put together. CJ McCollum has shown a little bit of some issues being the main point guard because he doesn't really have that point guard mentality and he's got a hurt finger so his mm-hmm. shot's been a bit off but I he's the veteran this team needs um Jose Alvarado he's coming off the bench man. right now I think uh last night I watched him completely change the game yeah. against the Rockets he came in and got back-to-back steals and locked up Jalen Green I mean, he did. He was he was the heart and soul, and then he hit a huge three and had a huge yep. assist to Ingram to so, seal the deal. So they call him Grand Theft Alvarado. I love that. That's, That's one of awesome. the best nicknames <laughs> in the league. He he stole the game, Grand Theft Alvarado. Oh yeah, he did. He did. I mean, he was phenomenal. He's the heart and soul of that team, and he's he's a bulldog, as yeah. uh, as players like to say. He's a bulldog. That guy's. I like him. He's he's got I, a he's got that dog in him. I, I love scrappy players like that oh, in any sports. He's Flintstone scrappy. <laughs> scrappy dappy doo. Um, um, oh, I guess that's uh, that is, that is Scooby Doo. That's Scooby Doo. Okay, you that's know what? my bad. That's my busy. <laughs> um, and the last thing is, uh, holy cow, is is Zion bad at defense? That's yeah. concerning. He's horrible on defense. The one on one and perimeter defense, he's fine. Yeah, sure. Put him in the even putting him in the post because he's like what six six. Mm-hmm. So if you got him in the post, sure you can't move him off the block, but like Embiid can just shoot over him. You know, AD can just shoot over him. Jonas Valanciunas in practice can just shoot over him. Um, so I'm that's a little concerning because when you have these guys who have very very slow reaction speed on the perimeter, um, they just get eaten alive in the playoffs. And I know that's. New Orleans goals. They're looking at the playoffs, even though it's mm-hmm. so early in the in the year. I get that, but all the teams, you know, that that feel confident uh, 
that they don't need to worry about the play-in tournament, like the the lower end of the play-in tournament. And New Orleans is definitely feeling themselves on that. Yeah, um, they're they're confident right now. I think everybody's looking at the playoffs, and so just thinking ahead, like, okay, Zion's lost some weight, but how is he gonna adapt his perimeter yeah. game he, he's on defense? T- he's still listed at like two eighty three. Yeah, that's two eighty four. I don't think that's, that's right. definitely not right. Um, he's a big boy. He's big. He's still big. A lot bigger than Brandon Ingram for sure. Um, so Slenderman and uh, Zion the Beast um, so I just want to talk about the Timberwolves real quick um, just because they're definitely not the worst team in the West by any means I mean they're not no, great but they're, they're not great, great. They're, they're not great um, but they're the most frustrated team I like I watched the, the Grizzlies game and it was close the first half I mean you know, going back and forth I really thought it was going to be a good game but then Obviously, Memphis pulled away at the end, but they, they just kept, like, they as in the Timberwolves just kept letting things happen. I mean, there was a play towards the end of the first half where John Morant, like, just got in the game and then shot, like, you know, um, he, like, had a layup, um, like, within five seconds of beat running onto the court. And, I mean, I just saw, like, D'Angelo Russell, um, I think it was, just looked so upset. Like, he just, like, had his hands up at his teammates and was just like, you know, but, I mean... Everybody on that team too. Everybody's kind of looking at everybody else and pointing at them. They need to like, D'Lo is not good enough. No, he's he's just not. I mean, I don't think we talked about this last week, but I mean, they had four players on the court at one point last week. Um, so, and I don't yeah, know. that's tough. I mean, that's tough. How does it even happen? I feel like just uh, like lack of awareness and lack of awareness from from what I heard, majority of their coaching staff. There's only yeah. about one guy on the bench who is like get in the game what are we doing here yeah i mean look at the roster they're not on paper it sounds fine on paper it sounds nice i thought the timberwolves going in i i thought they could figure it out and it would i i thought it was a risk and it was very unorthodox but with how i guess my mistake was i focused on their big guys i focused Mm -hmm. on how are gobert and towns gonna fit together um, Which I don't know if they really know the answer to that question. I don't think they know that. The only real plus so far has been, you know, Towns has done a good job of lobbing it inside to Rudy. Yeah. But besides that, both of them have shown an inability to guard on the perimeter. Um, and Towns is not an inside enforcer. So it was like, oh, good. If you get, you know, if you get Towns out on the perimeter and someone blows by him, as per usual, you've got Rudy right. back there. And hopefully vice versa. Well, unfortunately, it's not. It's not yeah. that way. You get Rudy out in the perimeter, you blow by him. Towns ain't doing crap, right? Um, but I didn't focus on what Anthony Edwards would do, and his game is so focused on being a slasher and a cutter to the rim. Mm-hmm. He's really, really been affected by this, and unfortunately, his maturity level is not where it needs to be. No, I, and he is not taken to that. I, I, I think I guess he flashes with like on the Ant Man, right? Anthony mm-hmm. Edwards. I mean, he he has the skills. He just needs to find a way to kind of develop it. And I mean, he, it. he he has the talent and the athletic abilities to be to be a superstar in the league. For sure, I mean, this is he's the best player on the team. This is his team, and he's also the youngest. I mean, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big Ant fan. He's he should have been rookie of the year. Even yeah, though, great. like, I'm a I'm a Hornets fan. I'm not the biggest Lamelo Ball fan, but I'm glad to have him back. Um, but Ant, in my opinion, should have been rookie of the year. He's better than Lamelo Ball, yeah. in my opinion. So hopefully the Timberwolves figure it out. I like the idea of having you know 
such a big team with Cat and Gobert, but uh, I, mean, I, I, I like I like unconventional teams. So hopefully they'll figure it out. But we'll, yeah, I we'll do see. too. I do too. All right, next we can go to the Clippers, which I actually watched multiple times this this week, and I'll keep it quick. The first is what the heck is going on with Kawhi? I don't think anybody knows. I think everybody's disappointed. And honestly, like, I think if there's no Kawhi, what's the point of the season? It seems pretty pointless yeah. to me um, because, I mean, he takes that team from a low-end playoff team to a, uh, a title contender. Yeah. Uh, and I think they've underperformed. So not only are they not a t- title contender without him, but they've underperformed. Yeah. Um, Paul George has been playing really, really well. But, but like... Watching the game, it was weird. Paul, I don't know. Everybody's got confidence. They did such a good job last year of of winning without their stars. And now it just mm-hmm. seems like they don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my comments was, I said, honestly, what the heck is going on? Like, yeah. I don't know. And it's weird. They've got so many good players, too. Like, their potential is sky high. Their potential is championship. They're yeah. absolutely a, a contender I mean, with Kawhi. Kawhi, John Wall. I mean... I know, and John Wall's been playing so well. Yeah. Um, but my, like, you know, hot take of the week, did did Oklahoma City win the Paul George trade? Ooh, because okay. Shea is playing out of his mind, and Shea is. is unstoppable. Shea is on. It is so disappointing how bad OKC is, because if OKC was a mid-tier team, a low like playoff team, Shea would be a perennial All Star at this point. He's unstoppable, and his his finishing game and his step back game. I mean, he's regarding offense, he's got a perfect game. Right. I mean, his ability to control tempo is is elite, and he's. You know he's not an elite defender, but he does his job. No, I mean he's he, he's looked really great. Um, I mean we, we talked about it a few weeks ago about OKC and like it's it's like the the show of Shea. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean he's doing everything and you know I think I mean hot take I think he's just as good as Paul George right now. Yeah, I mean he's averaging thirty points a game. I mean Shea is so um, so good. Four point four total rebounds, five and a half assists. And they would have some picks. Like, you yeah. would have Shea. If they kept Paul Giroud, you'd have Shea and some extra cash, some yes. extra pieces, except for, like, yeah. Uh, I think it is It is not clear-cut who won the Paul George trade. No, I mean. And part of that's Paul George's health. But, uh, I mean, hey, he took that risk. It's still a factor, in my opinion. They Yeah, I always forget how many draft picks they have still. I mean, they're they're in a good position. I feel like they could trade those away and get some pieces, and or, like, or they could develop people in the draft. I mean, they have options. They do have options, and he's out this year, and that's a massive disappointment. But they still got Chet. Yeah. So hopefully, it's not a Greg Oden situation. Um, but they still got Chet. I want to just real quick. I know I'm I'm a Grizzlies fan. I don't want to mention them very often, but I did see a tweet. Um, I mean, we've all seen the Grizzlies celebrate after victories. Um, someone said that this team needs to be humbled because of how often they celebrate. I mean, I get it, but I mean, it, they if, have confidence. Yeah, they, like I love seeing like their scrums after every game. I love yeah. that. I mean, I feel like that's the bad take of the week for me. Is that the team needs to be humbled? 
I feel like if it was any other team that was doing this. They got humbled last year by the New Orleans. They by did. The, by uh, the Golden State Warriors. They did. That was their humbling. Um, but, like, if if the roles were reversed and the Lakers were cheering like that, you know, then nobody would have a problem with it. You know what I mean? I think it's just because yeah. the team's super young and they come off as immature, but they're really not that immature. I mean, they looked great. Um, and they're obviously not at full health either. I mean, Bane's been balling, too. Bane's Holy balling. Cow. I'm ready for Jaron Jackson to come back. Um, I liked his interview he had during the game. It was great. He looks sharp. I don't know if you saw that he's wearing a suit on the no, sideline. I didn't. <laughs> I kind of liked it. Um, I wish more players would wear suits if they're not playing. Um, so, LeBron, if you want to wear a suit the next game, um, it's all on you. Um, but, yeah, they're looking good, too. Um, I mean, they're 9-4. and four. They're uh, tied for second in the West um, the Trailblazers also are nine and four. I I really this, this Trailblazers team is so fun to watch. I, it's one of the teams I've watched the most. I, I love yeah. watching them. I I love the Trailblazers. Um, I think they might be my second favorite team. Um, one because their logo is sick. Not gonna lie, they have the best logo in. They, I love their logo. It's great. Um, and I I just love I just love Damian Lillard. He's he's one of my I mean, favorite players. He he. People make fun of him for uh, for sticking around in Portland and not moving when he had the chance. And he's probably you know maybe I'll do a bit about most unappreciated. I thought about this. Maybe next week I'm going to do a mm-hmm. little quick bit about most unappreciated. Uh, said like five most unappreciated. I'll start with like shooting guards, and mm-hmm. I want to go through and just name drop because I love NBA history and why not. Um, and obviously Dame will be on it, but Dame probably my second favorite point guard of, in NBA history. Yeah, I mean he's great. I mean I like if you just like I, th- I think he's great to watch for fundamentals. Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I mean you see me shoot shoot yeah. some hoops. It's not great. Fundamentals. <laughs> uh, if you start your game at thirty five feet, you're going to be a baller. Yeah, exactly. If you can hit, if you can hit consistently a thirty five foot jumper at yeah. the logo. Yeah, like I feel like. If I was a coach or like a high school coach or even like a trainer for a young kid, I would just have them sit down and watch him. You know, just just like watch some film of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know there's older players that you could watch, but I mean, they all have bad shooting form. Yeah, but also it's it's just like it was 2022, and we have the best looking footage. I mean, you know, it's like 4K. Yeah. So I mean, you get to re- really get to see everything. Um, so I like the Trailblazers. I think they can make a run for sure. Um, I mean the Jazz atop the West uh, went ten and four. Um, they look really great. Well, um, yeah, I wanted to bring up the Jazz real quick because mm-hmm. I I watched them and I was like, okay, like, what's the takeaway from here? And like, they're just a solid team. Everybody in their rotation is a legit NBA player, and Lowry Marketing is playing like an All Star. Yeah. Um. And he, he doesn't get his points through ISOs and stuff. He gets his points through the flow of the game. Yep. Um, but, I mean, I mean, you got their starting lineup, like Conley and Clarkson, and then you bring Colin Sexton off the bench. Yep. Colin Sexton, Sexton, nine times out of ten, he's going to get on the floor and be the fastest guy on the floor. He was blown by everybody. He was so fast, and he is so strong. He's really strong as a guard. You know, He earned his nickname, the Young Bull. Yeah, like he is—he's a bull. He's a freaking bulldog. He put the put the game I watched. He he put the team on his back. Um, 
I mean, they're just, they're so solid. Like, with Vanderbilt, Mm -hmm. um, they've got players who play both ends. Like, Sexton plays both ends. You've got Mike Conley. Lowry Markkinen's one of the few guys who's really only orientated, like, you've got Lowry Lowry Markkinen, who's so good offensively, and then you've got Vanderbilt, who's so good defensively, and you switch them in in and out interchangeably. I mean, they, and Clarkson, I mean, they're, it's not going to last. I'm still saying it's not going to last. And I'm, eventually, Danny Ainge is going to be like, okay, yeah, we we need to be a bottom three team in the NBA to get those 15% chance for that number one pick. Yep. Um, but, like, it's it's awesome. I love seeing it. Still not a big fan of their jerseys, which sucks because I usually love neon and, like, black. Yeah. But it just, one, it's not jazz. Like, it, it, it doesn't seem like yeah. jazz, but... Maybe it'll grow on me. The font's not good. They like they could have done a better job with it. Um, but I mean, it's 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 so satisfying how well they're doing. Yeah, uh, and they're just so all around good. Um, I want to mention the Spurs real quick too. Actually, back to back weeks mentioning the Spurs, eh? I would just because they beat Milwaukee. I know Milwaukee was beat up. Like Milwaukee, like they didn't have they'd have Giannis, Middleton, uh, Middleton, or uh, Drew. or, or yeah, or Holiday. So I mean, can you really? Give them. I mean, the Spurs still look great. Um, I mean, I don't know, I don't know if if if, Jan, if those three were on the court, I don't think they would have won. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Bucks are still, in my opinion, the best team in the NBA. But a, a win is a win, so yeah, just take it, True. Spurs. Um, they have one of the one of the great one of the best jerseys. Um, we'll get to the best and worst jerseys, but I mean, you, you can't beat that traditional old old school. Uh, Teal color, mm-hmm. as homage to that '96 uh, All Star game. Mm-hmm. You know they're going to do. Um, I'm sure you've heard this. They're going to play a game in the Alamo Dome. Yeah, I did. I did hear that. I don't know why. They want to set the attendance record. Just cause. Just because they can. Just bring in the cash. Um, but I don't know if they're going to if they're really going to be a hot ticket team in January. No. It's scheduled for Jan- It should have been scheduled for like now. Or I like agree. last week. <laughs> yeah. When like things are fresh, you know, people were like hyped up. Yeah, not when um, they're like I mean, if it's a risk because if they're in the hunt for the play in, I think that like you'll have increased attention. And then if they're being like if they're out of the hunt, they've tanked for the season, that's a big bummer. Like, good luck with that. It, I guess it depends on who they're playing. Right. I I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it's on the schedule on who they're playing. Um, hopefully it's the Lakers. Maybe uh, you know they'll have a chance to win that one. Um, I don't know. I mean, it'd be cool to set the attendance record. I don't know, but I think you're right. It, it's all about the cash. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, ninety four thousand people go into a game. It's pretty crazy. That is wild. Um, I don't know. <laughs> ninety four thousand. Like that's I. I can't fully comprehend that in my head. No, that, that that's bigger than most. NFL cities. games. That's bigger than most cities. Like, I mean, I mean uh, you think about like the crazy college football stadiums. Yeah, uh, like, like that, that's like ninety four thousand. Um, the 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 Neyland Stadium for UT Knoxville is like one hundred and one thousand. That's absurd. So about that size, it's like, yeah, that's crazy. Um, crazy big. I don't know if uh, we'll see. I mean, I, I I don't know about the Alamo Dome, but I can't imagine that if you're like in the nosebleeds, you're gonna be. Able, you gotta bring your binoculars. Suck. That'd you, be terrible. You yeah, bring, you, you <laughs> wouldn't be able to see a thing. You wouldn't be able to hear the refs. No. 
Oh, that'd suck. Uh, like, how is that better than watching it on your television? I guess you could say, oh, I was there with the attendance record. It was, but like, not. Yeah, I guess that's the like. I was there when I said it. Like, and, and I would say, whoop. I would say that you could keep the tickets, but tickets are all digi- digital right now. Um, so, you know. uh, sorry about the the squeaking of a chair. And uh, if you can tell, Jordan's been walking away. His cat Oscar keeps coming in and like ripping stuff off the walls and off the counter. Um, Oscar is a troubled child. Um, we're we're fixing him right now, but it just adds to the ambiance of the of the podcast. Turning into a cyborg cat. He's a cyborg cat. Um, sweet. So we talked about the Spurs. I think yeah, I've got one more team I want to oh, talk about. Let's talk about, it. and that is the Brooklyn Nets, baby. Ooh, has, has Ben Simmons hit a three yet? No, 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 no. Okay, and I will good. start with Benny Boy, and that's he's a negative. He's done. Ben Simmons is done. Mm. He, I get it. He needs to work into like getting back into playing basketball. But he's a negative on offense. Yep. He he doesn't look at the basket. He, like he's so bad on offense. He's horrible. He he's averaging uh, five points a game. I mean he and it's not like oh his leg his for his shot or his layups his legs are on him. He has no drive. He has yep. no. He gets it and he's like, where's the where's this going? Where's this pass going? Yeah. He's he like. I don't know. In his his younger days in Philly, he at least looked at the basket, and he had, you know, floaters and, and a good finishing layup, um, in some mid range potential. Um, but he's not. He's just not looking at the basket. He has no confidence in his shot. No, I'm, I I have never seen. I've looked at a lot of stats. I've never seen this stat where it's there's been nine games. And his uh, three-point percentage is at 0.0%. <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, averaging five points a game, six rebounds, though, and five assists. But you're right. I mean, you can't win when you're, when you're one, putting that much confidence in somebody. Uh, yeah. And they were just giving you that in return. Um, I feel like Durant is probably beside himself. I mean, he... He's he's looked good this year, thirty points. But Durant, that's my next point. So I watched the Dallas. So I watched Brooklyn at Dallas, I believe. Mm-hmm. Durant was picking up Luca, full court. Yeah, he was picking up Luca, full court. Luca by far has the ball more than anybody in the NBA. Yep. The offense runs through Luca. KD was not only picking up Luca full court but the Nets offense was running through KD and every single time KD touched the ball he yep. immediately got doubled yes every single time I mean not a single play where KD didn't get doubled yeah. he like he would only make his points when he like got the offensive rebound and put it back up real quickly or the ball was moving quicker around the perimeter than the double team could catch him like he was doubled yeah. and sometimes triple teamed literally every time like KD is still in his prime he's still absolutely elite it is so disappointing he's on this team because yeah. he's so freaking good I mean he's one of my favorite players I mean he's just he's, he's, he's not one of watch. my favorite I've never been a KD fan uh as a person don't have much respect no. for him I mean but he's he's still he, he's been that guy for you know yeah I do feel bad for him because he's uh I mean he's doing everything in this best ability um but I, I would mean, like to say Mindset is can affect your game. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
so famous or I guess infamously in the, I believe it was 94-95 Eastern Conference playoffs, Nick Anderson had a chance to uh, seal a game. I don't remember if it's the conference finals or the finals, um, but he he botched a free throw and he got into his head and then the second free throw he missed. And that was essentially to win the game. I think it was in the finals. Mm. Homeboy was a bad free throw shooter the rest of his career. Yeah. And he was a really, really good three pro- free throw per shoot shooter. Oh my goodness, I can't talk. Up until that point. And like that one instance affected the rest of his career. So it is possible that a single player, a single occurrence can affect a player for the rest of their career. Yeah. And I think that's what's happened here with, with Simmons. And I, like before all of this happened, it was clear he didn't have a drive to improve. He said, I don't think I need a jump shot. I don't think I need to get better. He didn't have that drive to get better at LSU. He hasn't had that drive to get better for Team Australia, and he didn't have that drive for Philadelphia. So after all of this, there is no way he's going to have that with Brooklyn now. And I like I think he's done. You know, he's already got the bag. He doesn't have an incentive to make no. more money. I think he's done. Like I just want to pull up his current contract just to see. Um, it's wild where we're at with it. Let's see. Um, current contract. Um, he this year he's scheduled to make thirty five million. Um, the year after that, twenty three, twenty four, thirty seven, and then his last year of his contract is in twenty twenty four, and he will make forty million dollars. Forty million dollars. Forty point three million dollars. Um, I will not make that in my lifetime, and he's about to make it in. Yeah, a year. So, this website has just totaled how much money he's made from his contracts. He's made ninety million. Ninety. Ninety million. Million dollars. Um, I wonder how many games. I would love for someone to go back and see how many games he's played. Actually, I could probably look at that right now. Uh, I bet Kawhi's made more with less games, but Kawhi has two championships. So, um, Ben Simmons has played two hundred and eighty-four games over five years. Um, he's only played one full season ish. I mean, he played eighty one games this rookie year. No, it's not a full season, but I mean, it still. Counts. I mean, after that, seventy nine, then fifty seven, then fifty eight, and then nine this year. So I mean, <laughs> hey, that's not bad. Yeah. Zero last year. That's true. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't even show. Yeah, that's right. It skips. Um, zero last year. The year before that, fifty eight. Um. So yeah, maybe. Maybe he is toxic to the locker room. Oh, no. He's toxic to the locker room. <laughs> I can tell you that. Um, I do like Seth Curry. I added him on my uh, fantasy Curry's team. Seth Curry solid. I mean, he's my fantasy team as a little sneak. A little, he can give me some points, maybe. Yeah. Um, replacing Gordon Hayward, who's out for... Who knows when. When he can get a new haircut. <laughs> exactly. So, Seth, thank you for coming on to the team. Seth's always been a solid player. Seth played at Liberty, which is the same... Uh, well, in the before Duke, but... That's the same uh, school that uh, Malik Willis, the Tennessee quarterback, went to Liberty. Got the Liberty connection, and not just the insurance either. (laughs) So do you want to go into the worst and best stress real quick? Let's do it. Um, This week we're doing not an individual, but um, worst and best stress teams with the City Edition jerseys. Um, The worst, I'll start with the worst. Um... I could easily go with Charlotte. 
<laughs> but I think that's the easy Bes- one. Besides the lettering on the front of Charlotte, <laughs> I really, really enjoy it's uh, not bad. The color, you know, gold is not Charlotte's colors, and I don't no. like it with teams just say, what would look like, let's throw out what our team color is and choose. But besides that, besides the big uh, CLT on the front of that jersey, I genuinely enjoy it. I think it's a, a design. Yeah. Besides that, it's a very well-designed jersey. I think it looks it looks nice. It looks yeah. like it looks dope. Um, yeah, I, I feel like I could have picked that one for the easy because everyone's dunking on it. But yeah. by least or worst is has to be miami i mean i get it i get the idea but the different fonts it just looks like you know like the in the movies when like a serial killer cuts up different letters and clues it that's what it looks like it looks like it looks like jimmy butler's being held hostage (laughs) (laughs) and they're encoding a message like you know we need five five hundred thousand dollars you know or whatever it is i think that's my worst um what, who was who your worst, Sean, if you had to guess? Um, so I was going to say Miami, mm-hmm. um, but that that logo is not new. They took that from last year. And I right. think it is the worst, but because you took it and it's not new, <laughs> the new worst jersey as of okay. this new cream of the crop. Cream City, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I like those jerseys, honestly. Um, I'm going to have to go with uh, Detroit. Um, Minnesota okay. is also notably terrible. This is pretty bad. Also, the Bucks being a light blue, kind of weird. That's, that's a little weird. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. But I, I'm going to go with Detroit, and that's because it is way too similar to Dallas. Dallas has an extremely <laughs> similar jersey where you've got the same font, essentially. It's tilted up to the right, similarly. Same green, hints of light blue. I mean, it's just, it's too close. It is so close. Oh, it's the almost exact, if I'm colorblind, being colorblind, it is exactly the same. Like, it's yeah. the same colors as the Mavs. Like, no, I just I just don't like it. Um, notably, I think uh, the Thunders is a bit disappointed as well. Um and it kills me that my favorite color is light blue, and you've got the Phoenix Suns, which is light blue. It's my favorite color with the light blue and the orange. But I just hate the whole mentality of let's yeah. just make a jersey that color that that sells really well based on the color. Like throw out yeah. our team colors. Like with the Jazz, like the neon stuff, that's fine because they completely redesigned their logo and their jerseys. But like these right. city jerseys where they just and it's not a historic jersey where they just grab a random color. Exactly. Because they know it'll sell like these light blues with the Bucks and with the Suns. It it's annoying to me. Yeah. It's it's annoying to me. But like, you know, Washington with the cherry blossoms, okay, sure, that that passes, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, the Spurs with the with the teal of the former All-Star jersey. Newsflash, the Spurs, my number one favorite new yeah. jersey. That's great. Um, they're so nice. And they're that great. has some history with the All-Star game. Also notable, just so people know, all the people that listen to that podcast, Bill Russell helped design the the Celtics jerseys. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I think my runner-up for second worst is probably Golden State. Oh, yeah, um, those two. The, what, what? Like, yeah, dumb, stupid. What? <laughs> I saw a tweet that said the Golden State jerseys look like someone grabbed it from a flea market. Yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> like that, I agree. Like, like what? Like, yeah, maybe. I, uh, the most disappointing, not worse, because it's not bad. Um, Orlando's was just disappointing because yeah. 
I mean, they, they could have done anything with it. I mean, it's not terrible. I don't think it's a no. bad jersey, but I mean, now's your chance, and they didn't take their shot. Mm-hmm. So, which which it might be symbolic of their season. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, I like uh, the Clippers a lot. I love their like cursive Los Angeles and all black kind of throwback jersey. I yeah. really really like that. I really same with Chicago's and Cleveland's. Also, very much like Denver's. Um, they they all get the the up dog for me. Um, and then freaking trailblazers yet again, they know the teal light blue will sell. Yeah. And so that's the reasoning behind it. And that yeah. just grinds my gears because it's like my favorite color and the, yeah. the Portland one looks so nice. It, it like, it's nice. so nice, but I just, I can't like it because it has nothing to do with the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah. Like, or the city of Portland. Like, I don't care the reasoning. It's trash. Like, for me, like just looking at this picture of all the cities or the city jerseys lined up, there's just a lot of teal. Yeah, you know like, I mean? they know it'll sell. The, exactly. the, the light blue and the teal. And so they're like, yeah, screw it. You know, capitalism, yeah. baby. Um, <laughs> my favorite, though, is the Wizards. That's your, that's your number one? That's my, that's it's fine to me. I like... I like how the bottom of the shorts kind of blends into some light blue. I do like that too. Um, I, I think it looks great with the floor because their floor is lighter. Yeah, I, I watched a bit of that game where my boy on my fantasy team, Kuz, <laughs> lit up. Fools. Great. So is this going to be your first win in fantasy? This yeah, I've got a solid lead. <laughs> um, hopefully, less catastrophe strikes. And uh, our my opponent has like the best day of his life i think it's today though yeah, it is, it is, yeah, it's today's last day so i think we're fine there um, you go. But yeah so your 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 favorite uh city jersey if you had to pick one to rock with oh I'm spurs spurs yeah, yeah. i, I mean like it's those. so cool and those all-star game jerseys back mm-hmm. back in the day were so cool obviously before my time but but that's enough to hit that bar that standard of yeah. like history with the city that's enough like yeah Sure, like cherry blossoms, like I said, that's enough. Fine. Cleve, like all the white jerseys, that makes sense. The black jerseys, yeah, that's fine. That'll pass. Um, but like bringing in a random color and that being your dominant color. So like with OKC's, I mean, I think that's red. Yeah, that's right. Um, but like it's just an accent. Okay, that's fine. Like, okay, a little annoying, yes, but that's fine. But it, for like Phoenix and Milwaukee, for that to be the dominant color of yeah. the jersey, yeah, not I great. Like, yeah, not great. Um, so those are our picks for worst and best dressed. Uh, so we do something a little different this week with uh, with some great. <laughs> what do you think, Henry? Do you have a favorite? <laughs> Henry is his uh, his dog is just scratching his butt against my chair and just that's great. <laughs> um, <laughs> There was something I was going to mention, but I totally forgot, and that's totally fine. That's okay. Uh, it was a long week, and we got the we got. Oh, the next I, I remember. I remember. Just real quick before we jump into some uh, Kyrie stuff. Kyrie. Um, the funniest off-court event, kind of sad. Um, the the New York Knicks um, social media team, um, when they unveiled the city jerseys, the numbers they had to pick nine eleven. I mean, maybe maybe that was on purpose. Um, that had to be to like show homage to the city and the. One of the worst tragedies ever, but um, <laughs> had to be. I don't know how that passed um, scrutiny, a heightened level of scrutiny right there. Um, because I mean, uh, definitely on. not narrowly tailored. 
Um, they could have done a better job. <laughs> it didn't help that they said, put it on for my city as the caption. <gasps> and then they used the emoji with the skyscrapers. Yeah! <laughs> cringe. So, That's I mean, so cringe. That's pretty bad. Um, but hey, you know, I, I I don't mind the jerseys, though. They're my favorite. But uh, they're not bad. I just thought the worst was the... Uh, the, the social media rollout was the worst. So... Um, all right, now it's time to jump into some uh, some Kyrie. Yeah. Um, debacle. Yeah, so we talked about his growing up, you know, lack of, I don't want to say lack of a mother figure because I'm not going to say that because I don't know that, but his mom passing away at a young age and his dad having such an impact on his life. If you watch the NBA, you've seen clips of him and his dad. He's obviously very, very close to him. Mm-hmm. He he raised him, obviously, and he was his his basketball coach before high school at the least, I believe. Um, talked about him being born in Australia and growing up in in New Jersey, not too far away from uh, Brooklyn and New York. Yep. Um, talked about his faith, how his mom was Lakota. Now he he shit. He's kind of dipped into some Native American beliefs, but now mm. he, I believe, now he is an active Muslim. Um, and we talked about how he would dip into his his days in Duke. Uh, he was only at Duke for one year, and then he was the first overall pick yeah. in the 2011 draft. Yeah. It was that long ago already? It feels yeah. like it was like, we're getting old. Pretty uh. wild. Um, he only played eight games for Duke, but he was phenomenal. Um, I couldn't find anything. When I looked up stuff, I really couldn't find any articles or anything about I, his days at Duke. I mean, he was only there for so long. I don't know if anything happened there yeah, necessarily. I mean, just to think about it, like, with anybody growing up, you have, like, pivotal events that kind of shape you. I mean, we, we both could probably, you know, name up at least three, yeah. you know, something that happens. Um, and it, it not not for us to guess what those are for him because, you know, obviously that's between him and his higher power. But, yeah. I mean, you know, things happen that shape us. I, I mentioned this last week, like, there's, like, the – it's, like, the, the little the gateway – about conspiracy theories, mm-hmm. right? We talked about his JFK assassination conspiracy theory, Bob Marley's death, Bob Marley, the, the flat earth, questioning dinosaurs. Exactly. I mean, hey, if dinosaurs were real, how come they're not around anymore? Bingo. Yeah, birds. <laughs> bir- if birds aren't real, they're not explain real. that. Exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you know, it, I guess the word I'm looking for is like a, 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 a like a slippery a slippery slope, right? Like you yeah. just start to slide. If we um, if we ever make a uh, a visual version of this podcast, we're both gonna have tinfoil hats on. That'd be great. Actually, we we have, don't start the pod without them. I actually had mine fitted yesterday. So, <laughs> um, yeah, but a lot of people think that he that he's being asked to do too much. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I've seen it all over Twitter. Yeah, um, and we touched on that last week when it first came out. Like we called it, we we're like, "Yeah, that seems a lot." And they seem to be doing a bit too much, like overkill. They're going to hurt themselves. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree that like what he did was really terrible, you know. And um, and he only, like it seems like he only apologized after he was suspended. So yeah. people like, no offense to like Jalen Brown and LeBron. Oh, he said yeah. sorry. That's not enough. Sorry yeah. isn't enough, especially yeah. a sorry only after yeah. you get suspended, I, after refusing 
to say sorry, after yeah. having multiple opportunities to say sorry, yeah. to be a grown adult about it. Right. Um, that said, Joe Sy and the Brooklyn Nets organization have then gone too far yeah. and done too much. Yeah, but now I feel like they don't want to back down from what they asked because it looks bad. Like, think about, like, you have all these demand, well, conditions, I don't want to say demands, I guess it depends on however you view it. Um, but you have all these, and you it's human nature to not want to back down. You know, like, oh, like I have these, like, it might be too much, but if I back down, then I'm giving the other side some kind of leverage. Um, maybe that's what they're thinking, but... Maybe they'll like meet and come to a compromise. I can see that happening. If, if I think they already did meet, did they meet? Yeah, they already they already met. Uh, Josiah tweeted about it, and they said it was. It seemed like uh, we can probably look up his tweet. Yeah. Um, it seems like they're coming to a compromise. It's hinted at, um, but nothing so far. I think he like I think. He tweeted that like Friday or something. Um, Let's see. Quick, quick Google. Quick Google. Well, while we're waiting, why don't we hear a message from our sponsors? <laughs> I would love to be sponsored. Yeah, that'd um, be so nice. That'd be nice. Let's see. I'm not finding anything. I think Sai is spelled T-S-I-A, something like that. Oh, there it is. He's the owner of the Brooklyn Nets. Let's see. Uh, he said, Clara and I met with Kyrie and his family yesterday. We spent quality time to understand each other. And it's clear to me that Kyrie does not have any belief of hate towards Jewish people or any group. Um, and he goes on to say, um, the Nets and Kyrie together with the NBA and MBPA are working constructively towards a process of forgiveness, healing, and education. Um, and so, I believe Adam Silver also came out saying he believed in Kyrie, saying that he didn't think Kyrie was anti-Semitic. A um, lot of stuff about uh, McCollum because he's the he's the president, I believe, of the National Basketball Players yeah. Association. And then Jalen Brown also holds a high seat, which is why you've been hearing from him. Also, yeah. some in, input from LeBron. Um, right. I mean, I I can't speak to Kyrie's beliefs. I would love to think that he's not. You know, I just would love for that not to be the case. Um, I just can't help but think with, with you know, I think what sparked this too was, was Kanye kind of going off the deep end. Absolutely. I think I think this coinciding with the Kanye yeah. predicament has, and then Kanye calling out Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie and yeah. saying he's a real one. And Kyrie, from my understanding, not saying anything about that. Yeah. Um, it's it yeah, especially with like Nike suspending their deal with Kyrie because they because Adidas is like took steps to distance themselves from Kanye. Um, I think that definitely had an impact on Nike looking at okay, what do we need to do here? Right. We don't want this to happen to us. We should take some steps away from Kyrie. Yeah, I I know they. Pro- Postponed, postponed his uh, release of his newest uh, shoe. Yeah. So I don't know if, like, I mean, what's going to happen from that. Brands, like especially big brands like that, like they have, they're super careful about being affiliated with with stuff. You know, they they definitely see an impact upon their sales. I mean, it's capitalism <laughs> still, but I mean, I don't know. I 
hopefully, I'm, I'm hoping that between now and the time that we record next week, there'll be a deal reached. Everything will be happy. And it'll be over, and It'll Kyrie be over. will be back to like playing basketball, and we can talk about how crappy the Brooklyn Nets are playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, how much they need a big man. And how, how many big men are on the training block right now. Can I just say that? Maybe next week we can go into, yeah. like, I mean, we talked about, for like, what the Lakers can get. Let's talk about what Brooklyn can get, like, yeah. what kind of big man they can trade for, because there are so many big men that could do so much more than Nick Claxton can right yeah. now. Uh, Bring of... Plumley back. That's what I'm going to say. He, I love him on Charlotte, but Charlotte needs to be terrible. Uh, bring Plumley back. You want Charlotte to be terrible just so they can get the... Some draft pick. <laughs> either the first or second pick. Um, like, if Charlotte got the first overall pick, I think I'd faint. I think I'd just spontaneously combust. And then... Yeah reassemble when the news comes out that like when Bignana break broke his leg in half and is never yeah. going to play again. Or or if Charlotte like drafts someone else. Oh, that. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, hey, we don't want to take the risk of a seven foot four guy. I would. I've been really tested um, about whether I want to continue as a Charlotte Hornets fan or not. Uh, MJ has really tested me. Uh, the situation with Miles Bridges is going to test me whether they, you know, propose a uh, contract to him, mm -hmm. um, which they shouldn't. Um, but if they didn't draft Wembenyama, and especially if they didn't draft Wembenyama and Scooch Henderson, that would be just horrible. No, they're going to go for Nick Smith. Nick Smith. I know nothing about me Nick neither, Smith. Me neither, but he is number four in the rankings of uh, Who's he play for? the best he uh, plays for Arkansas. He's a freshman, um, six foot four, one eighty five. Apparently, brings a ton of two way athleticism and can create for himself. So maybe what position? Point guard or off guard? Uh, point guard. Right. The the literal <laughs> one position hey, that Charlotte doesn't need. I'm just. It, it might happen. <laughs> no, that checks out. That's realistic. <laughs> that MJ could. MJ could see that. He's like, yeah, I love people who can shoot. Yeah, except for people who can actually shoot. Shoot in my, <laughs> my mind who can shoot. Exactly. I like people who look like they can shoot. And I took offense to that. <laughs> I took that personally. <laughs> and I took that personally. Uh, but yeah, just going back to Kyrie real quick. Hopefully, um, yeah, I don't know. He's, he's a weird dude. I tried to look up stuff. I mean... You know, with Boston and the Sage, that's not weird. But like he, he was in Boston when he came out with his flat Earth stuff. So he, obviously, he had been impacted. I think this was just him, you know, becoming an adult and being influenced by people we're just not aware of. Uh, you know, Brian Winhorse said Kyrie was odd and like separated socially. Yeah, when he was in his later days with. The Cavaliers, he said, after they won the championship, instead of Kyrie celebrating with people, uh, Winhorse said he was very vis visibly, visibly, I am brutal today. I'm exhausted, though. Visibly, like, angry, really, really mad, not happy. And then he FaceTimed Kobe. That's the FaceTiming Kobe thing. Not weird, in my opinion. No. I don't know the relationship they had. Um, but, like, the being really, really upset after the championship, which also, Brian, I didn't see any videos. Like, in all the sure. videos, Kyrie seemed pretty happy. Yeah. Um, but. I mean, too, like, some people show, like, 
maybe he had RBF. You know, maybe he just like was tired. I don't that know, too. Um, he does in interviews and comments. It does seem like he thinks his shot against Golden State that won them the championship. He seems to. It seems like he doesn't think that shot is uh, appreciated mm. in Cavaliers history as much as he yeah. would like it to be. Like, especially compared to, say, like LeBron's block. Oh, well, or, he, or even uh, Kevin Love um, yeah. locking down Steph Curry on the perimeter at the closing minutes. I mean, I think that yeah. was the biggest shot in, in Cavs history. I mean, it was a great shot. It was. I was, watching I, mean. it, I was watching it live. Not there. Not in, not not in yeah, Golden yeah. State. That would, that would have been cool. I would love to go to a game at Golden State. They have yeah, a good, dope. great, yeah, great arena. Do. No way we could afford those tickets. No. One day, maybe. Um, when we get big, we can uh, interview uh, Steph. Mm-hmm. Then we ask him about his uh, worst and best dressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who do you think is the worst dressed on the team? <laughs> Draymond. Oh, for sure. I love Draymond, though. I don't know. As a person, he like plays that role of, like, I don't know, butthole. I don't want to say asshole, but <laughs> butthole. <laughs> yeah, I've been trying not to cuss on this, but I guess... Uh... <laughs> I guess it <laughs> just it's completely off. Like it just firm, and then you say it. <laughs> uh, oh god! Yep. And we're laughing. Oh, what a great, what a great time. Um, I think we should we end it there. Um, we don't have a, a closing statement. Uh, oh yeah, we were uh, we were thinking of doing some quotes. Um, to end, didn't really decide on if we do like. A cool quote or like a funny quote. Um, I think we can we can start this next week because I've always wanted to do this. I I used to make tweets like this. Don't be oh too impressed. But whenever I would listen to a song, typically like a rap song, mm-hmm. if they ever said something that was really freaking funny, <laughs> um, especially like out of context, I would just tweet it. I think that's what we should do. Like, if okay. you're listening to a song okay. and you hear like a quick line, and you're like, "Wow, that'd be freaking hilarious." I think that's what we should do. And then we'll trade off. We'll like, I'll go, and then you'll go each yeah. week. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I feel like this week uh, we could say it's her loss. Yeah, <laughs> her loss. If you're not listening to the podcast, it's her loss. Uh, you know. <laughs> and on that note, court is adjourned. <laughs>